You're listening to Healthy Living with Eric Sue Podcast, episode 160. Are you a first-time listener? Hey, welcome. My team and I hope you enjoy this episode. If you are a long-time listener, we thank you for your continued support. Do us a favor and share this podcast with all your friends because they deserve this amazing content as well. Okay, now on to the good stuff you all have been waiting for. Health tips, wellness advice, no hype. Welcome to Healthy Living with Eric Sue, the show that inspires, motivates, and educates you towards your healthiest life. And now your host, Eric Sue. Hey guys, Eric Sue here. Welcome to another episode of Healthy Living with Eric Sue. We have a unique certified feng shui practitioner and yoga instructor. Her name is Sarah Fakori. We'll be talking about creating balance through yoga and feng shui. So without any delay, let me introduce you all to Sarah. Sarah, are you ready to make it happen? Yes, I am. Sarah's path to the ancient acts of healing began at 13,000 feet off the ground. She sought after moments of stillness while in free fall during skydiving, where the only sounds you hear are the sounds of your breath and the collective noise of the universe. Her need to feel connected to the earth and the energy of our universe was only actualized by the exaggerated movement of jumping out of a plane to land on earth with both feet planted on the ground. But a healing trip with friends to a yoga retreat in Thailand was all it took for her to realize that observing your breath on the mat and harmonizing that breath with physical movement was a powerful act of Connectedness matched by none, not even skydiving between the heavens and earth. This experience triggered a series of explorations into ancient healing practices, including feng shui and yoga, that led to a formal training in both practices. Sarah, that was just a little bit about who you are. Could you share with us how you got started? Yes, of course. Um... I've been exploring yoga and feng shui and all all sorts of energy work for the past few years. Um, I was able to heal myself. I was able to um, become stronger physically and mentally and spiritually. And that led to a lot of uh, research and reading until I reached a point where I felt like I need to bring them both together, yoga and feng shui. And I started researching how can I do that. I got certified and I decided to leave my job, uh, which was in marketing, and just to focus on those two and how to bring them together, how to heal people and how to um, help others around me, just to experience what I've experienced and probably to grow together and help each other out. Very good, excellent. Uh, we'll dive into this topic of creating balance through yoga and feng shui a little bit and help our audience understand that. But before that, what's one cool or unique fact about yourself, Sarah? Our audience really loves to hear this answer. Um, I would say uh, the openness to learn and to grow. I believe as a yogi, I will be a student as long as I live. And I think that's pretty cool if someone addresses this and realize that we, we will be students forever. There's always something to learn. You will never be able to say, I've done it all. 
and I know everything. There's always something to learn. And this is something that I really appreciate and like about myself is the, the capability and openness to, to learn and to explore all the time. Awesome. Very good answer. So uh, I have to really ask you about this skydiving thing, though, real quick, if I could. Um, yes. How many jumps have you had? It seems like many. <laughs> No, not really. Um, I only have about 70 jumps, maybe. <laughs> and I started jumping because I was working um, for a skydiving company doing marketing uh, work. And I, I felt like I need to experience it to be able to market it to the people. And it changed my life in many ways. Um, I became more responsible. I felt like there's more meaning to life. And I felt like I can challenge my mind and do anything I put my mind to because it's it's really challenging jumping out of a perfectly functional plane and it, and it triggers so many things so many emotions in your body that's one side that's the the emotional and mental side of it but physically um, it's it's beautiful until unfortunately you you injure yourself mm. so this is what I did. It wasn't something serious, but at the same time, I felt like I want to heal my body physically, but not through medications and all that. I felt like I can do that spiritually and physically through yoga. Hmm. So something happened to you? Uh, well, I broke my tailbone and the disc on top of the tailbone. Oh. And yeah, so I started feeling back pain for a long time and... I couldn't help it with doctors, with chiropractors. It, it used to get better, but there was something that is not being fixed. And fortunately, I was introduced to yoga, and I felt like it, it really changed my life completely. And even it's not just that it healed my back. It's just the way you see your body. You look at your your limbs, and you feel, and, and you, 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 you're able to flow the energy and to heal your body. Mm. And this is the nice part about yoga. All right, so so um, I'm, I'm glad you're feeling better and you've overcome those uh, injuries. And uh, it is who you are now, right? It, all of that may happen for a reason to to help you become who you are today. So so help. We we came to this topic, yeah, and we came to this topic of creating balance through yoga and feng shui. Um, I I just want to um, ask you if you can help our audience understand um, what this means to you. How do you describe it to people? Yeah, so um, I, the, as you know, uh, Feng Shui is Chinese traditionally and yoga is um, Indian Sanskrit. And I, when I started studying both simultaneously, I felt like we can bring them together. There's very, there are very, uh, similar disciplines in the Chinese cultures, just like uh, Qigong, for example, which is very similar to yoga. But I've, I still felt there's something in yoga that brings more spirituality and more um, movement. So I felt yeah. like maybe I can bring them both together. Uh, the link was is, uh, was is to create um, a flow of energy, a flow of healing to tap into positive energy through yoga internally and spiritually. And with Feng Shui, we do that externally. So it's internal versus external. Mm. Um, it's, and it's not just external physical. 
it's also external environment. So it's literally everything around you. And it's tapping into all the beautiful energies around you through yoga and feng shui. So, so if you were working with someone who, I don't know, maybe you, you work with overweight people, how would you help someone in that situation? We have a lot of people listening and uh, they may be in that category. How do you help those people? I believe creating balance helps in so many ways. I don't like to focus on one specific problem. I like to see people grow naturally. And the moment you grow, you heal so many things. So you might come to me with a weight problem, but then a lot of other emotions will come out that, that would heal you even deeper. So the weight problem might, might be triggered through emotions, through something that you've gone through, let's say, when you were young or whatever. So we tend to tap into that emotion and heal it at a deeper level. And then I see the progress coming to weight loss, to uh, less anxiety, to so many things. But what I like to focus is healing deeper issues through energy work, through uh, meditation and all that. So uh, help us understand um, maybe an example of uh, what a person would be doing specifically. Um, it depends. If they come to me for feng shui, then I do the feng shui audit, but first I, I get to know the person, what they want out of this, um, what are they doing in mm -hmm. life, how, how, how did they come to me, what do they know about feng shui, and this is how I start. And once we, we realize all of this and we work on certain things, then I start um, introducing yoga, because the moment the person realizes the importance of energy and the flow of energy around you, they will be triggered to work internally as well. And this is where I start um, introducing them to yoga, maybe doing private classes, and then they see the benefits way faster than working separately. So when it's external and internal, you feel the flow literally going externally and then internally. Hmm. What could you tell somebody, or can you even... Um, conclude that someone's out of balance so so um, people may not realize they're out of balance or maybe they do realize it um, is there any particular um, conditions that people could kind of do a checklist to see if they're out of balance um, to be honest we're always out of balance one day we are one day we're not there's always things happening around us and it's not about you reaching balance and then stopping where you are. It's, it's constant work. It's every day. Um, it's tapping into the energies. It's working with yoga, with your postures, um, mentally, physically, everything. It's all connected. So I don't think there's someone who, who, who's able to say, okay, I am balanced now and everything is perfect. No, it's just constant work. You need to start understanding your body mentally and spiritually and physically and then you start realizing every time you're you're about to fall you work immediately and it's way faster when you're practicing yoga when you're um when you know what's happening around you in the environment with feng shui you start realizing okay something is wrong in that aspect of my life i need to understand what's happening and this is when 
we discuss, okay, maybe it's something related to health, something related to your finances, and then we tap again into the positive aspect of it. So if it's a health problem, we try to spend more time in areas where you're nurtured, where you're taking care of your body. So with yoga and feng shui, we're always trying to create balance, but it never stops. It's constant work. So actually, yeah. uh, what I'm thinking here is like this un or imbalance that that is existing actually is a positive thing so it that is. it motivates or inspires people to move forward to create balance. And so there's like um, a yin and yang type of scenario. Uh, I was just scenario. going to say that. Absolutely. Yeah. There's yin and yang. And it's you can only appreciate the good stuff if you go through the negative stuff. But it's how you perceive it. It's the outlook. If you see it in a positive way, it's beautiful. Hmm. You cannot you cannot experience the beautiful things in life unless you go through negative things. Wow. So it's just it's just going through both experiences and finding peace within. Because again, in yoga, um, you don't want to be happy and positive all the time, and you don't want to be sad and down all the time. It's it's creating that moment of peace when it when you're happy. It, it passes and you're fine. And when you're sad, it passes and you're also fine. It's finding that balance, that peace of mind in between. Hmm. Um, can you help our audience understand a little bit more of what feng, feng Shui and how to do it? Yes. Um, so Feng Shui is the art of tapping into energy the positive energy which which is called the chi um it's a it's about four thousand years old and what i practice specifically is the traditional feng shui there are so many disciplines that um came out recently and in, in the past i don't know tens of years i would say uh but i don't do any of this what i do is i work on formulas on floor plans and on landforms um, what we do is basically we work on certain aspects in your life according to, to your priorities. But what I always like to, to share with people is that Feng Shui is only 33% of your life. And then you have another 33% of your decisions and your capability of doing the right thing at the right time. And then you have an, the last 33%, which is um, the, the higher power that you believe in, whether it's God, whether it's universe, any, any kind of power that you believe in. So I always like to make sure that people understand Feng Shui is only 33%. When someone comes to you and they tell you, I'm going to make you rich and you're going to be happy and you're going to get whatever you want, it's, it's not like that. Hmm. It's finding the balance and understanding that if Feng Shui is helping you in your life, you still have to create positive, responsible decisions, and you still have to tap into the world, into the universe and the powers that, uh, that they exceed our power. So if, if we bring the three of those together, then we create that balance. Because hmm. um, I think in, in um, our society here in the U.S. and I don't know, maybe some other societies, people see feng shui and read about feng shui and maybe saw an article somewhere about feng shui and all they talked about was creating a space that is um, flowing, creating space that uh, has positive energy, right? And, and yeah. you're, you're taking it further into the mind, body and spirit. 
Yes. Yes. So what is it that uh, yoga is going to be doing or what does yoga provide in this balance? Um, some people, they work, they do their feng shui and they find some sort of balance around them in their environment, but they still go through anxiety and stress and maybe sadness, depression, a lot of emotions. And I feel like yoga can create that balance. It's it's complementary. They both complement each other. It's not. Yeah, I don't. I don't think personally that you can do one and just be okay with everything. I feel like yoga brings you down. It it connects you to to earth. It heals you. It it grounds the mind. It quiets the mind, and it 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 flows the energy that that is already flowing around you through feng shui. It, it flows it inside so it's it's literally inside out so really people are healing themselves physically like so how you have with your uh, injuries and then it's a practice that allows people to um, to find inner peace is that what you're saying yes the the main purpose I believe that it 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 should be inner peace or you have to move towards inner peace. Excellent. Very good. Um, when, when someone starts this process here, what, what can they expect or what can they uh, experience early on? Um, in Feng Shui, you see results after minimum three months. So I never tell people that they're supposed to experience anything right away. And the process with Feng Shui and yoga is, it could be painful in so many ways because it brings out so many things that you deal with in your life. But eventually everything becomes better. It's like, it's like a zigzag going upward. So mm -hmm. basically there are ups and downs, but you're still going up. Eventually you will be going up. So I don't, I, I, I never promise people that they will see results right away, but it's like layers that you're taking off of your body. Mm. And those layers have pain, have ex past experiences, uh, maybe anxiety, emotions that they need to deal with. And it's not easy to take those layers off, but the moment you do, you're free and you're at peace and you're evolving. And you see yourself going to places you've never experienced before, whether it's um, mental or physical, whether experiencing wealth is part of it, maybe meeting the right person, meeting the right friends around you, meeting the right mentors, or whatever it is. It's just finding the progress in your life just to, to reach a point where you can actually flow this energy and help other people around you. It's a really uh, different approach to achieving uh, success, uh, achieving goals, isn't it? Yes, definitely. It's not the, the conventional way. A lot of people don't believe in any of this. But I, I believe in freedom. Any person can try anything and they can like it. They can say it's not for me and that's absolutely fine if it's not for you you can there are so many other ways of achieving inner peace hmm. but i believe that i found my way and i want to help people the way i experienced it hmm. um 
So there, there are uh, families I work with, um, overweight children, and there might be some families uh, or parents who are listening to this who have um, overweight kids or just um, health issues in the family. How, how would yeah. you talk with them or help them uh, through this um, approach? Um, in Feng Shui, uh, there are certain areas around your home or environment. Um, those areas can help you with weight loss, can help certain uh, members of the family. Some areas are related to daughters. Areas are related to the eldest son or the youngest son. So we work around so many formulas just to see where is the best area for that person to to blossom. So if it's a weight loss, we ask that person to, to spend more time in certain areas. It could be moving his bedroom or her bedroom to that area or, or simply just spending more time in that area. Um, in yoga, you just, it's, it's, I really encourage people to keep practicing. The more you practice, the more benefits you see. It's, it's related to weight loss, to heart problems to releasing stress, to reducing anxiety, uh, for skin problems, so many benefits. Because I believe personally every um, illness or sickness is related to something emotional in us. And if we heal that emotion, we tend to heal the root of the problem. Hmm. Um, is there any particular yoga practice that you uh, would recommend or anything that has to do with yoga would be appropriate? I would suggest that people try everything and I still try different approaches, different teachers. I watch so many teachers, amazing teachers online and there's always something to learn. I don't like to, to stick to one discipline, uh, but learn because every person, every teacher has something different to teach you. There's always something for you to learn from every person. Um, any particular one for beginners? What I started with was the vinyasa flow because it's a flow practice. It's um, easy, kind of. Um, you enjoy it. You flow with the teacher. You can even play music. You enjoy it much more than maybe some other disciplines that people might feel, okay, that's too much or that's maybe too spiritual. That's... Uh, I don't know, Ashtanga is, is stronger. So I personally tried Vinyasa flow and I, I encourage people to start with it at least. Yeah. And, yeah. and the idea that people need to be flexible, all of that, can you address that one more time? I know my audience has heard this before in my other podcasts, but it's always a good reminder. What's the issue with feeling that they have to be flexible? Yeah, I, I don't believe in any of this. Uh, it's not about flexibility. It's a journey that each person um, will experience in their own way. Um, some people, we, we all have different body types and some people may find it way easier to touch their toes than others. But in, in my own experience, I was super rigid. I was never flexible. And after years of experience, I feel my body flowing in so many ways and I'm way more flexible. And it's helping me with, um, Everything with my exercise, with my lifestyle, sleeping, everything. It helps you because you're promoting 
um, good energy to flow around your body. You're helping your ligaments, your joints, everything flows more naturally. Uh, but I don't think, I don't believe that you have to do headstands and splits <laughs> to be able to be a teacher. It's none of that. It's a journey and it's not a deadline or a, an end that you need to meet. Absolutely not. You may never do a headstand, but you may do the best practice that you've ever done. And, and that's beautiful. Yeah. So I always focus that it's a journey. It's not a destination. And if you focus on that, you enjoy the journey, and eventually you will reach the places. But don't make it as a target to reach a destination. Yeah, I think we we all have to uh, reassess our expectations, uh, reevaluate yes. um, the outcomes, because um, I think uh, people cannot see themselves maybe touching their toes today. But it's not about today; it's about one month from now, two months from now, or three months from now, right? It's about that future. Yes. And also it's about discipline and um, doing it every single day. As as harsh as it sounds, it, you need to practice to see results. You can't do just once a week and expect yeah. to, to, to see things change. You need to practice more often. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you have some resources yourself or some other ones that you may... Uh, recommend to to my audience do you have any I would say my favorite book would be Tao Te Ching um, it's it's a very old book and it's been translated by so many uh, but it's it, it's called the book of the way mm -hmm. it's very simple yet very complicated and it triggers so many important questions in your life and I feel this is necessary for people to go through it. And sometimes you read it once or twice, you feel like you don't understand any word. But then suddenly it makes so much sense and it changes your world. So it's, it is Chinese, but it's yoga related. And this is, I think this is what brought both together hmm. for me. Yeah. Excellent. Um, we'll make sure that we have it in the show notes. You can uh, um, later after the uh, recording, um, uh, email me that info. All right. Um, as far as one, uh, tip for Feng Shui, um, and, uh, last piece of advice, what would that be? I would encourage people to read a lot about it because in the beginning I used to go online and read about Feng Shui and I realized that most of the information was misleading and had no form of theoretical evidence to it. So I always encourage people with Feng Shui, read more and more, try to connect to certified practitioners instead of people who've just read a lot about it and maybe don't know enough to teach people or to lead them because it's, it's work of energy and you could affect people's lives in negative ways and you don't want to do that. Mm. So I encourage people to read a lot, to contact certified practitioners always. Excellent. Very good. Um, this was a fast 30, Sarah. I really appreciate you, um, Thank you being patient with me and making this happen. I uh, really appreciate this. What uh, are the ways that people get, can get a hold of you? You can always email me. Uh, you can reach me on social media. 
um, I will leave my website and you can reach me through a message there as well. Very good. And let's remind our audience who's listening right now that this is, um, or Sarah is actually in Dubai, uh, which if you are um, listening in the U.S., um, it's anywhere from 10 hours to 12 hours, I think, uh, difference. So yes. um, just make note of that. But she's really good with, um, you said email or uh, social media, right? Yes. Yeah. Excellent. Very good. Um, so good information. I know we could go on and on with this topic and dive deeper into um, the yoga and, and feng shui and uh, how to make that happen for you guys. Uh, this is just the beginning, I think. Uh, I look forward to perhaps doing uh, additional ones um, to help our audience. Um, this is the end, and I really appreciate your time, Sarah, and I uh, hope you have a great day, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. We'll talk soon. Thank you so much for joining us today on Healthy Living with Eric Sue. Head over to ericwsue.com for full recaps of every show and Eric's health and wellness blog. Your healthy living life is waiting for you. So stay active and be safe.